Monster Game Night is a dark comedy actual play podcast that contains personal and political horror. This show is not appropriate for children, and adults can find content warnings in our episode descriptions. Welcome to our Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle, Bluegrass by Night, where our coterie goes on a bewildering road trip to destroy the wards protecting the fictional city of Jamestown. I am Josh, and I play, or used to play, Clear Visions, the long-gone Toreador. I'm Chris, and I play the verm- uh, Descartes, the vermin- I'm going to just read to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I'm Chris, and I play Descartes, the vermin-tied Nosferatu. I am Nick, and I play Jason, the sharp-shooting Banu Akeem. I'm Ben, playing Tommaso, the cleansing Hikeda. And I'm Russell, playing Gordon, the handsome Lissambra. And I'm Mike, your sanctified storyteller. So what happened last time on Monster Game Night? Tommaso ended up dealing with a blood-sucking leech of the bad kind and then realized we were in for some holy retribution with the Second Inquisition on the way. Jason noticed the incoming danger, grabbed his rifle, and prepared to fight. Gordon took down... Gordon handled a big black chopper and de-handed Lucas Thorne. Tommaso realized that we weren't exactly prepared for this, but he did take the time to assist in at least one cleansing ritual. Descartes opened his coat and summoned a furry swarm and then started the escape and ran off. Rosetta, seeing all this commotion, decided to pack up her vehicle and head out with the crew. And Clear Visions also made a big escape. R.I.P. C.V. Nope. Fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. That's cold. What do you expect? He's the best character. I'm sorry. Mm. Was. It was. He was. 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 (laughs) Strongest emotional response anyway. Exactly. That's absolutely the truth. To set the scene, today's session opens as the sun rises over the city of Greenville. The sunrise burns with a brilliant, fiery red as Rosetta's SUV flees from a troop of Greenville police, pursuing her, chasing her out of the city, while four kindred begin their day sleep in the back of her SUV. To remind our kindred, they can take actions during the daylight, but it does cost them a dice roll to do so. No thanks. Nothing I can do. We see Rosetta swerving wildly, evading police as they try to cut her off. She swerves to dodge a spike strip. She handles her SUV like an expert. She's been doing this for years. This is the job that she was brought here to do. But even she is pressured. And even she's struggling right now to get away. A broadcast comes over the radio. This is a Surge 6 All Points Bulletin. We now go live to Jeremy in our chopper. The Greenville Fire Department reports that a fire broke out at the Greenville racetrack earlier this morning. The fire was contained to a single vehicle, reportedly belonging to the beloved television medium Clear Visions. A set of remains was recovered from the wreckage, but their identity has not been confirmed. Eyewitnesses are reporting hearing gunfire, multiple vehicles fleeing the scene. In related news, a high-speed chase is underway involving a black SUV. Motorists are advised to use caution traveling northbound from Greenville. The Clear Visions TV production company did not immediately respond to requests for comment. We hear Rosetta's phone ringing and she slams the radio off and she says, of fucking course I didn't answer you, you fucking dumbasses. She continues driving. We see another pair of cars that have started to block the roadway, trying to pull in front of her. And she swerves around them, pops the e-brake and does a four-wheel drift all the way around and makes her way now onto the interstate, headed north. 
A fleet of police cars in pursuit behind her sirens blaring. They've begun to block the roads. She's in danger. She's made one call only and she is running for home right now. She looks ahead and she sees roadblock. There's a giant fucking roadblock in front of her right now. Spike strips everywhere. Nowhere she can go. Just at the last moment, plowing through the roadblock, you see a snowplow. Plow down, blasting through and down the road, ripping the spike strips up, clearing the path. It also whips a Need for Speed S style drift off road and then sputters and drives alongside her. There's a fucking badass Fast and Furious moment. We can see Rosetta looks over while she's driving, one hand on the shifter, one hand on the wheel. She looks over and we just see black tinted windows in the vehicle next to her. Police cars behind her try to thread the gap that she just made it through that this strange helping car cleared out for her, and they can't make it. One of them hits a spike strip, rolls over, flips into the air, turns a complete 180, lands on its roof, bursts into flames, and all the cars behind it are stopped completely. We see Rosetta and this snowplow-bearing vehicle. They have the entire interstate to themselves right now. Yes, slowly from the the plow, you see the window just like slowly move down as there's some quick motions as somebody's hand cranking the window. Point of order, it would have to be like across the seat, right? Yes. <laughs> oh my god, yes. That would be yes. So <laughs> Literally driving with one oh my gosh. Driving with one hand and then reaching across driving like eighty miles an hour <laughs> in a snow plow. <laughs> Got this. And she sees a very familiar face. Uh, a light-skinned Italian man, dark hair, very tight, dark curls, black sunglasses. Uh, this is Guillermo. Rosetta doesn't roll her windows down. She's got precious cargo in the back that doesn't respond well to environments that feature high amounts of light. He's going to give her a finger gun and then sort of motion her forward like, I'm going to follow you. Rosetta flicks her headlights. You can barely see them as the sun's coming up. Takes the lead, and she leads Guillermo to the next exit. They spend a few hours driving, weaving through back roads, almost randomly, wildly, until eventually... They as soon as we can, I want to ditch the plow and get in her car. It takes a while. She's not stopping anytime soon. Losing all the cars and the news choppers, it takes her a while. Eventually, though, she manages to do it, and she ends up deep, deep in the backwoods, very far in between cities, far from the interstate, in fact. Her car is running low on gas now. Guillermo's probably is, too. But this is the best they're going to do, the best escape they're going to make. And with her last-ditch effort, she finds a single... She finds a warehouse... A lumber yard. There's no activity at this point yet in the day. It may not be safe forever, but what it does have is a very large, light-proof building. And she pulls the SUV into there. Guillermo pulls in next to her. She jumps out of the car, rushes over, and pulls a massive set of sliding doors shut. You hear them clang together. The light, sunlight defeated temporarily. She turns around as Guillermo gets out of his car. Hey, cuz, how's it going? Not great. You were the only one that could help. The only one that could make it in time. Well, you know, I uh, I kind of owe them something, and you guys kind of owe me something, so I figured I could, I could help. Did you bring anyone else with you? I 
I did not. Shit, I turned into clear visions. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I had some guys, but uh, they got they uh, got wasted in the the Giga Caverns. So it's it's just you. And that's all that's left. I mean, I could put some calls in, but it's going to take a minute. I'd hoped that you'd know someone else who could. I hoped you'd know someone else who could help us during the day. We're going to be. Someone's going to come soon. This this isn't safe. We're not safe here. No, we are. We are not not safe at all. Uh, I got a I got a small plan. It's not it's not super great, not super secure, but it'll get us through a day or two. Okay, I know I know some guys. They're uh, travelers. We just stop by one of the uh, truck stops, pile everybody into one of the backs of the cabs. Let me do the talking, and we'll just let that guy drive. I pass a truck stop on the way. That's all we can do. Let's just uh, try our best. Rosetta rolls the doors to the warehouse back open, jumps back into her SUV, and follows Guillermo to the nearest truck stop. It's active at this time of day. It's a way station. There's a lot of truckers getting started, filling out logbooks, inspecting loads, beginning... Guillermo sees a few familiar faces around. Yeah, so I'm looking for uh, trucks that have like bats, like stickers on their windows. And those are part of my local herd. Not local, they're interstate, but it's a small herd of truckers who let me feed on them. Guillermo looks around. He knows this area pretty well. He's kind of a name around here. He's a little unusual. He's got to keep Big, thick sunglasses up. He's actually got to pull his hood up against this bright sunlight that he's in now. And it does, he can feel, it slows him down a bit right now. It's not often that a kindred gets to see sunlight, but Guillermo, as one of the only day drinkers in Clan Hakeda, has some pretty special privileges. Yeah, don't fuck with me. Heard that from one of my guys once. He sees Pete Killjoy, trucker he knows well. He's got a really carefully small-placed bat, just what he's looking for. Okay, Rosetta, you, uh, I'd say keep it idling, but I don't want you to run out of gas. So just turn your car off and I'll, I'll motion you over. We'll, we'll figure this out. You can see that Pete, he's a really tall, really thick guy. He's huge. He's like 6'4", 280 pounds, just massive, massive slab of man, a literal walking meat fridge. Would you say he knows how to pack some meat? He is kneeling down, checking the pressure in one of the tires on his rig. As Guillermo walks up, he hears the footsteps, looks up and says, Guillermo del Salvatore, it's been a, been a bit since I've seen you around here. How's it hanging? Hey, hey, Pete. It's, it's going pretty good. Uh, <laughs> You're I don't following know where along. the fuck my accent went. <laughs> <laughs> Just dropping into the local slang. It's okay. This I understand you. integrate you. to the local culture. <laughs> ben, I hate you for picking an Italian accent. It's the... I cannot. <laughs> hey, Killjoy, how's it going? He was real deep in Southern. Hey, Guillermo, sir. No. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Hey, anyway, to our podcast listeners, if you want to give us money on Patreon so we can take voice acting lessons, that would be fucking sick. <laughs> Much needed. Thank you. All I need is 20 minutes a week with a dialect coach. Please help me. <laughs> For just $2 a day, you too can send JT to a dialect coach. For $10 a day, you can send everyone but Mike to a dialect coach. And for $20 a day, we can include Mike. You can subscribe to us for a dollar a month, literally three cents a day. 
I mean, if you want to give more, we're not going to complain. You can, just saying. You could feed a struggling podcast for just three cents a day. <laughs> Pete looks up. He, Mr. Salvatore, it's been a hot minute since I've seen you around here. You've been busy. Been very busy. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We're never going to get... <laughs> We're never going to get to this episode. No, we're not. <laughs> this is the most painful thing that I think that we have attempted to put to record. Yeah, actually, I agree. I feel like the worst, the worst actor. I'm like, line? line? <laughs> People, please, 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 please do not unsubscribe. We're trying our best here, I promise, okay? Pete looks up at Guillermo and he says, Mr. Salvatore, it's been a little bit. Glad to see you around here. Hey, you know, it has been a little bit. Uh, you still in the, you still delivering meat? <laughs> still in that meat packing business? You catch my drift, eh? <laughs> you want to play this guy? <laughs> <God damn it>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what kind of meat are you packing today, Pete? You know, it's refrigerated in there right now, but I got a couple of real prize pigs back there. You want to take a look? Actually, I was thinking, uh, if you got room for some more, I got some big slabs of meat that we could just chuck in there. Yeah, I got room for a couple more in the back. I'll pull on around and you pull your car on around and I'll open that up for you. That'd be perfect. We'll just back up to you and we'll see you right over there, okay? Yeah, all right, Mr. Salvatore. You see Pete stand up straight and kind of rearrange the slabs of meat that is makes up his personage. He walks over, you see him pull out a ladder placed up against the back of the truck, pull it open. You see fog pour out from the back into the warm humid air as as the refrigerated box truck is opened up and you can see hanging inside skinned and prepped for slaughter not prepped for slaughter obviously already slaughtered pigs hopefully <laughs> <laughs> Peta, i swear to god they were already dead when i got there <laughs> pete opens up the back of the truck you see fog pouring out of it rosetta pulls the suv up very close Opens up the back hatch of the SUV and kind of blankets. Blankets. I say, I'm sure we have a sunscreen in here, right? You got a sunscreen? I'm not talking about the lotion, you know, like the the visor that goes in the windows. You got one of those? We could use that. Actually, I'm prepared for just this. Uh, here, take these. And she throws three body bags at Guillermo. Oh, fancy! I haven't used these in a minute. And she starts to zip members of the coterie up into them. She has a whole lot of trouble getting Tommaso into it. She doesn't manage to zip it all the way up over his chest. Like, it's the zipper gets caught on him for a while. He'll be okay. It's uh, it's fine. It's probably the best treatment he's gotten from family in a minute. <laughs> Actually, that's true. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> After a good long while of struggling with zippers and canvas and body bags and meat, you manage to transfer all of the bodies of the coterie over into the refrigerated meat truck. Rosetta pulls her SUV off to the side and she says, will it be safe if I leave it here? Now, Rosetta, I think uh, this this SUV, done for. It's already on news. It was on that weird radio show. Uh, the, the, the cops or whoever was chasing you got a big look at it. So honestly, I just think this to, this should just be scrap metal. I hate to break the news to you, but it's got to go. Utter silence and shock. Don't look so heartbroken. You know, that heart doesn't even beat in there. Okay, I'll be the one who does it. <laughs> she slowly cocks her pistol and takes her dog out back. Jesus. You see her walk over to the SUV, 
pop the back of it open and she pulls out the very last flamethrower. Oh, that's a beaut right there. Love that thing. Actually, I really don't because a lot of my guys died in a fire explosion. So if you don't mind, I'm going to close the back of this truck. You do your thing. I suggest keeping the license plate and how I'll go back to Pete. She does all of that. And you see a few moments later, an SUV goes up in flames. Okay, Pete, uh, that is our signal to go. So uh, let's just get on the road. And I know you're waiting for that, uh, that sweet kiss, but... I think you already know we got to be somewhere kind of discreet for that. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'm good to sit tight for a little bit, but I do need to be topped off a little bit. Pete climbs into the cab. Where is Guillermo going to ride for the rest of the day? In the passenger seat. In the passenger seat. And then I assume Rosetta, I'm going to usher her to like the sleeper cab. Yeah, Rosetta climbs in, crawls up to the sleeper cab. Pete starts to drive. Just for a while, being very discreet, nondescript, not attracting any attention, just a trucker on the road with some meat in the back. The rest of the day passes. Your five-star heat goes down to four stars. (laughs) We sit under a bridge for a minute. (laughs) Time passes, and eventually you are rewarded with the sight of the sun beginning to set. The day passed in peace and in relative safety. Pete pulls off near the meat pe- near the meat packing plant where he's going to deliver his goods close to the city of Greenville. Well, uh, Pete, okay, I gotta ask you this, because you know how this works. If I bite you, it's gonna hurt real bad. Do you want somebody else to do it? Because I know it feels nice, but I, you know, that pain could be horrible for you, or it could not. I do appreciate all you do, though. It's the only way that I can feel anything anymore. Okay, you know, Pete, you know, you know the deal. Just stick your arm out. Yeah, here you go. Pete takes off his belt, folds it over, and sticks it into his in between his teeth and bites down really hard. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I'll open my mouth real wide and chomp down right on his wrist. You hear Pete screaming into the belt. You can see his face go shock, blood red, his nose wrinkling. You see veins bursting in his nose and eyes as he bites down and braces himself to deal with the pain. Halfway through, I let go and I say, uh, uh, Rosetta, I think, you know, that's your wake up call. And then I'll go back to it. (laughs) Rosetta awkwardly climbs over the two of you and leaves out the cab, walks around now that the sun has set, opens the back. I need each of our Coterie members to make a rouse check. I do not get hungrier. Tommaso does get hungrier. Shocker. I do not get hungrier. I do not get hungrier. I also do not get hungrier. But to be fair, I did just eat. I just ate a little dude. (laughs) He does take two aggravated damage. Holy shit. Because I have Bane Severity 2. Fuck. You would have to. (laughs) Jesus. Well, He's blood dead. currency one, you have pain severity two. <laughs> he only has two. <laughs> I say most people have three. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, so. Pete is a pizza meat fridge, so he's got a couple of extra pounds here that he can lose. He's also, he's also a sadist. So. <laughs> yeah, he asked for this. Yeah. Unless he wants to die and put me at zero, I would relish that. <laughs> so I got I got somebody that would rush it more right now. The coterie awakens. They are 
sitting in a refrigerated box. Oh, no, no, truck. no, no, no. We need to be hanging on the hooks. Oh, God. <laughs> what? <laughs> hanging on the hooks in the bags? In the yeah. So bags? <laughs> yeah, so they're just like basically standing. In sleeping bags, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's those hiking sleeping bags that could totally encase your head. Well, it's everything because it's over to protect you from sunlight except yeah, for Tommaso. Yeah, yeah. Also, Tommaso, because his chest is so big, he has a really bad sunburn on his face. <laughs> like, real fucking bad. That's how I got to... <laughs> he already looked like that from the flame. Yeah, Nothing I've already changed. been completely <laughs> fucked up. That You would not notice the difference, honestly. It so, was an improvement. <laughs> the code <Hey>. remembers awaken <laughs> to the overpowering smell of fresh blood and meat and realize that they are outside of a meat packing plant and inside of a truck that is transporting freshly slaughtered corpses. What in the absolute fuck? God damn, what the? Hey, where are you guys? You see Gordon take a knife out and just cut down the body bag and pop out. <laughs> Giant thud as Tommaso hits the... Out! Fuck! Tommaso, look at me. What? Hey, Tommaso, I didn't realize that we were uh, making meringue here. You're looking a little burnt. Hey, listen. I don't even know what the fuck's happened, so no jokes right now. Who the hell is everybody? I cut my way out. <laughs> Gordon goes over to Descartes, and he says, back away, and just starts cutting <laughs> and cuts him out. Oh, he's still here too? You hear a couple pain squeaks. <laughs> oh. oh, no. A couple of mice drop out. God, I'm so sorry. PETA, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> You see Rosetta kind of doing her best to help you guys down, but she is clearly exhausted and shaken from what she's done on this day. All right. Hey, Rosetta, I can tell you've been trying your best here, but you got to catch us up. What the fuck happened? I, I called the only person that I knew that could make it out in the daylight, uh, Guillermo. And as soon as you hear Guillermo's name, Tomasa's face lights up. He's actually happy. Oh, Guillermo's here? Did... did is this how this happened? Yeah, he, he called a trucker and um, he found someone and we got you into the truck. Ah, very clever. That's actually not bad. Yeah, I don't know how you did it, but good job. Both of you, definitely. You see her step off to the side and just vomit for a second because of the overpowering smell of fucking raw meat right next to her. Yeah, this is pretty bad. I understand. You see Descartes over in the corner just standing next to one of the corpses just holding up different vermin to the corpse to eat. <laughs> hey, hey, Chuckles. I know you got a feeding frenzy going on over here, but we got more important things to do. Come on. Uh, okay. All right, so where are we at? What's going on? And with that, the the big doors on the back of the truck fly open and you see Guillermo, about six feet tall, kind of thin, muscly man, black leather jacket, black sunglasses up on his head, uh, short, dark, curly hair. Chin strap beard that has to get mentioned every time. Yeah, sorry. I was trying to omit it. Um, <laughs> it's a character flaw at this point. <laughs> you can't be too perfect. Hey, uh, you guys look terrible. How's it going? Hey, hey, you're not looking so great yourself. I didn't expect to see you back so quickly. What happened? I got a call and you got to respect family. That's the truth. Did you get done what we asked you to do? I did. I did so. <laughs> I'm gonna say yes I think I uh, that is an answer <laughs> okay we can quiz on that later 
for right now, we got a few issues we got to deal with, obviously. I'm, I'm sure Rosetta filled you in, but we got we to gotta powwow and figure out what's going on. So I know we left the bus behind. I heard shots. I'm pretty sure we don't have a clear visions problem anymore. Now, I got an idea about how we could cover for this. Listen closely. I had a plan in motion to make sure that the rest of us weren't going to take the fall for all the bullshit that he pulled this entire time. Now, I was going to tell him that plan, and I never got the chance. Because you know me, I'm an upfront kind of guy. I'm going to stab you in the back. I'm going to stab you in the front and tell you it's coming. Yeah, that's why we call you a stabby face. Love it. (laughs) You know that's not why we call me stabby face, okay? You know why that happened. Anyway. Uh, It was a great dinner. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just becoming Jersey Shore at this point. I I say, we told him what was about to happen. He chose to take care of it himself before somebody else did it to him. And unfortunately, he took Suzanne out along the way. Because we got to watch out for what the mother's going to do when she finds out that Suzanne's gone. I mean, Spy Man, come on. We were talking about this. We, we were, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm agreeing with the plan. I think we might need some evidence that Suzanne was Gladius. I got all the evidence I need. They'll listen to me. Okay, as long as you're sure they will listen to you. They're going to listen to me, okay? There's been certain moves that have been going on in the organization. Guillermo's been helping me out with that recently. Yeah, I don't know who you think you are. What is it, Gordon? Gordon, is that right? Hey, hey, we met uh, yeah, Gordon, two nights ago. Yeah, and I, uh, Gordon. <laughs> but this, this guy over here, Mr. Tommy? Yeah, Mr. Tommy. Well-respected individual in the family, and you better think about what you're saying. Hey, Guillermo, it's okay. Back down, he's cool, all right? Think about it. Now, kid, I was worried about bringing you in on this plan because of your recent affinity to clear but I think you're clear of that now. Are you talking to me? Yes, I'm talking to you. Who else do I call kid? Say clear again. I'm trying to help you right now. Clear? I'll say it as many times as I want. Yes, say my name. I'll say it three times in a row. What plan are you talking about? He's talking about the plan for clear to take the fall for all the masquerade breaches that we have gone through since we met this dude. Love that plan. You know, this guy over here, this is my bro, Tommy. He's always scheming and thinking about these things. So, Mr. Gordon, oh, don't you yeah. think about so that? I'm glad I'm caught up to this plan that I was going to do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mr. I don't, I don't, hi, I'm uh, Guillermo. Nice to meet you. This is Mickey. That's the, the terrible name. Great. How's it going? I'll stick my hand out. You'll see this hand just come out from these folds of clothes. Sweaters and hoodies and stuff, and takes your hand and shakes it, and you hear a couple squeaks. There's a mouse in it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a mouse on the arm. No. Well, uh, nice to meet you, and I'm gonna give you a big handshake, pretty firm. I gotta say that is not the grossest thing I've seen. Saw a bunch of those zombie guys look like fucking zombies walking around. The handshake terrible. You're not supposed to talk about that job. The handshake returned to you is like total dead fish. Gotta love. I love the the <laughs> temperature and the demeanor. That handshake, strong fellow right here. Strong fellow. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. And I'm going to do a, a bro hug where I like pull you to my chest and like clap you on the back. A few surprise squeaks. I say, as I do it, I'm basically just patting you down. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of surprise squeaks. <laughs> That's uh. That's great. Yeah, you you do that. Yeah, you probably don't want to do that. 
What's in there? Guess we'll find out. Okay, I know you guys got a big mission, but what's in that coat? So like this leather jacket here, this one right here, a little bit of skin, singe marks, a couple bullet holes in it. Yeah. Still looks pretty good. That looks like shit. So what's in that? There's like, there's gotta be a reason why you got that. Hey, we're not at a fashion show, all right? Leave it for later. We got yeah. stuff to do. You're not worried about this squeaking guy? No, we have to, we have to, we, uh, don't forget, I'll, ca I'll catch you up later, okay? What if he's got bombs in there? No, he doesn't have bombs in there. Are they ticking or squeaking? Squeak. How regular are these squeaks? <laughs> Where are we going? You gotta watch on time it. Don't, don't, don't you have a contact here? <laughs> yes. His only contact has <laughs> been taken by those fucking... What was my contact again? I don't. Your sire. <laughs> well, I know that, but there was someone no, there else. Was I someone to... else we were supposed to meet up with. Yes. So all I'm all I'm saying is, I rescue you guys. I risk my life walking in the sun. You know, it's not easy. Aren't you a day walker? First of all, that's that seems very uh, derogatory. Hey, hey, watch what you say. All right. Prefer day drinker. Okay, I'm sorry, day drinker. Second of all, I'd like to point out. These rippling muscles and abs that I got, they go away in the sun. It's real embarrassing. So I mean, think about that. Does the skin contract when they go away or do they just flop around? I look like a wet squirrel. It's awful. I hear performance anxiety is a real thing, especially in the sun. So oh, that's what I'm saying. Look, this Gordon guy or whatever, he is, I don't even know. You'll get used to it. I okay. rescue all you dipshits, except you, Tommy, and you, Rosetta. You guys are cool. Uh, what's the plan? We Do have you guys no have a plan? If not, are we just going back to the family? Because this no. seems like a bad idea. No, we we can't. And go. at this point, you it's a we're not we're not. I at least got to take her with me so she's safe. No, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. We got one more ward to clear, and it's here. Okay. And where is it at? Also, what is up with these wards? What do you got to do? <sighs> so you got to suck them dry. Do you have to? Hey, you know you remember you saw the last one. <laughs> you saw the last one. I know, but do you have to? Eat? Probably not, but why question a good thing? <laughs> it hasn't it hasn't worked out yet. I'll just say that. All right? I just know that that is that seems like some bad that's some that's some bad juju in there. As I told you before, extenuating circumstances. As, okay, and I'm gonna trust all of you with this. Okay, as somebody who has a vitae dependency, um, there <laughs> there's a there's not some there's not some great things that go into drinking vampire blood. So no, there's not. So when you just really Drain, dry, would you call it drain them dry? Suck them dry. Yeah. As yeah, long as, yeah. Take that's a, a that's a bad idea. Take a like, like, like a go gurt container. You just roll them up and yeah, grip it, TM, grip TM, it TM. baby. <laughs> <laughs> take a look at Gordon over here. He's case number. He's subject number one of that. Yeah, that's why he looks like he's about half white. Well, I, I did only get you know semi filled. Hey, all right, the cut. You're the one that gave us this information. Why don't you fill Guillermo in? Yeah, lead the way, Squeakers. All right, so we're down here in Greenville. Uh, yeah, clearly. Yeah, there's some Sabat here. Uh, they follow a Tsumitsu flesh sculptor who calls herself Kitty. Are you kidding me right now? No, unfortunately not. They uh, they probably have Alan, who's this guy's sire. Uh, oh, Don. Why do you think the kid has two swords? Because I he likes to double fist things? Yeah, I just thought he was dual wielding. That's pretty <laughs> badass. That's right. You know, I got... I also got a weapon. Would you like to wield his weapon? It's pretty big. Oh, do you now? Yeah. Hey, size contest later. Let him finish. Now check it out. I'm going to whip it out. <laughs> it's a reinforced golf club. I put a brick on the end of it. <laughs> Just like we respect <laughs> DIY. <laughs> oh, Love it. 
why brick? Because <laughs> it's reinforced. What are you else going to put on it? Rebar? You got no. That's how you reinforce things. Is rebar, rebar isn't cheap. He's got to be resourceful. What the hell is rebar? It's the metal things that you put in. Don't listen to him. You're doing fine. Where were we going? <laughs> Greenville. <laughs> I, I we're in Greenville, genius. That's where we are. That's all I know. Tommy, while this guy's thinking about the plan he allegedly has, I forgot to tell you. No, you told you told me where we were going. We're going to Snake Now he's got the yes. accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's infectious. Yes. <laughs> I finally did it. It finally happened. Uh, so, Nick, you want to try that again? <laughs> you told me where we were going. <laughs> we are high drama. We are high stakes, high drama. So while this guy's thinking about the plan that allegedly you got, y'all have or whatever, uh, Bastion, that guy, super safe. Very glad to hear that. I did do that one. Yeah, good, good. Mm -hmm. And as I told you, rewards are coming your way. Did you give Edward the note? Yes. Yeah. That is an idea, and that is what I did. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, if he, if he even confirms it happened, all right? That is, that's a fact. <laughs> I don't really believe you. Okay. Anyway. You gotta you, 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 vouch for me for this Gordon guy. I just did. What else do you want me to say? You're just not very confident in whether or not you handed a piece of paper to another person. Yeah, where do you think I put the torso that you guys wanted me to throw at? I put it at his house. Of course I gave him the note. Did you physically hand it to him? No, I gave it to that you... old bitch who's always walking around with him. <laughs> that old guy with the gray hair. I don't know his name. Called the butler. Yeah, he First buttles all, or whatever. It's his main servant. Let's, let's, let's get that right. So progressive. Okay, continue. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be so specific about it. He is a very proper fellow. That's all I can say. He corrected me millions of times. So yeah, he got the note. Bastion is safe. Gabagool, Mrs. Squeakers, continue. Snake Cavern. What about it? That's where we're going. Okay. Snake Cavern, what do you know about this? I think it's where the Sabat are controlling Greenville from. And what's the plan? We just run in there, throw a hand grenade? We need to see what's going on with the kid's sire, why he was there, why he was trying to meet with them, why he never came back out. Yeah, what do you know, little one? That's all I know. I didn't even know he was here until we found this. Well, do you know why he could potentially be here? Yeah, is he hunting some Sabat? Probably. It's what he's best at. Hunting Apparently Sabat. Apparently not. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Ouch. Walk okay, I take it way. back. That guy must be kind of badass if he's hunting Sabat. Those guys are pretty vicious. We're still arguing in the back of a meat truck. The fuck are we doing? Yeah, you see Gordon hop out and immediately start looking around. Are there any cars nearby? A good number of cars nearby, yeah. Are there it's any SUVs? Cool. Let's take one. Hold Please on. Please let someone else do this. Are there any SUVs? Please. Yes. With tinted windows. Ah, SUVs are the predominant sort of vehicle here next to pickup trucks. If you guys hadn't uh, destroyed those body bags, we could have just took one of those trucks. You know, they got zippers. They got zippers? Yeah. I zipped them up. It's hard to unzip from the inside. Yeah, that's why you asked for help, genius. I did. All right, all right. Well, then who cut it? I cut, I cut to the chase. Oh, my God, this Gordon guy. Okay, can we just get a car and just drive to Snake Cabin? That's I think what we're, we're trying yeah. to do. Thanks for keeping up. Hey, hey. Okay, I take it back. I kind of like this kid now. <laughs> He's throwing it back. Yeah, but be careful with the disrespect over here. We're trying to do some things. So I'll go up to one of the SUVs. If there's one with tinted windows, I'll go to that, and I will attempt to break in and hotwire it. Hell yes. 
Descartes finds a lime green SUV that his had what is with these crazy ass colors. It's fun. <laughs> it has dark tinted windows and it's been painted lime green. Clearly received some aftermarket love from its owner. Huge chrome bumper. It's been lifted. Giant mud tires on it. LEDs underneath. Descartes <laughs> actually has to climb up to get to it. Oh, yeah. No, they won't see this coming. <laughs> I love that style. Love it. It's we so are good. not clear visions and cast anymore. <laughs> Gotta keep the dream alive, baby. So what am I rolling for that? Wits plus larceny. Can I help him I with vote. my specialty? Yeah, help. <laughs> yes, you may certainly help. How are you helping? Gordon's going to open up his jacket and hand him his super fine lockpick set. So add a dice for that. It's two. It's two. It's two. It's three. Add another one. It's two. It's two. Just add 25 dice to the roll and call it a day. I'm already rolling 25 dice. How many? Wait, how many do you have? He's got a Russell roll. (laughs) He does. (laughs) Nine. Do you think that four successes would be enough? Because you can always take half. Yeah, I'll do that. That way you don't have to worry about it. I want to roll. Roll the dice. Roll roll the dice. You roll the dice here. (laughs) (laughs) Willpower. We'll willpower that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little better. I'm just going to stare into this camera over here, office style. Five successes. Five successes. Yay. How many did you, how many did you get on your first roll? Two. <laughs> That's my roll. Stop, stop copying me. As Descartes begins to open the door of this truck, he notices, like many, many people who modify their vehicles, this has been equipped with an aftermarket alarm system, one that's pretty sensitive. And if Gordon had touched it, it would have gone off immediately. I am the sound of your storyteller's disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Descartes, trained Lonnie agent. He knows what he's looking for there, though. He knows how to defeat that. He has no trouble getting inside of the truck. And as he pulls it open, he's greeted with more brilliant lime green, lime green shag carpets, lime green upholstered leather, slick plastic vinyl that's shiny and reflective. It's a lot. Oh, good. We're rolling around in baby shit. This guy's got style. I like that. That's a great choice. I like it. I feel like I was transported back to the 70s and not a good time. Yeah, you'd know, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's a Pimp my ride mobile. I love it. Let's... All right, what, whatever. Let's get going. Rosetta, you coming? Okay, is you got it open, but She's can you start the car too? This. Yeah, <laughs> that different roll. I don't feel like it's worthwhile to make the different roll. Okay, you get in. Then sick. I'm gonna give you a light punch and jump into the driver's seat. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. You can have shotgun if you want. Okay, so uh, get this thing going. Yes, please. Let's go. Rosetta looks at Tommaso. She says, I need to get back. This is, they're going to have questions. I understand they're going to have questions, but I think you're safer with us. If you're sure. I mean, I'm not going to order you to do it. If you want to get back, that's your choice. Okay. Rosetta literally has to fucking rock climber style, pull herself (laughs) up onto the sidestep. I'm going to help her out at least. Come on. Tommaso gives her a boost up and she climbs in. Gordon pulls Tommy aside for a second. It might be better to send her back so that she can start laying the groundwork for our story. The groundwork's already been laid. I've been working on it, okay? Okay. 
And plus, she can do that as well while we're in transit. I just don't want to risk her potentially getting picked up by these cops that are actually looking for her right now, along with the rest of us. Okay, Tommy, I don't want to... I think that that concern is valid, and I respect your concern about family. That is as deep and meaningful. However... Someone's been through marriage counseling. <laughs> however, she's a grown adult woman. Rosie, what do you think? That's why I'm giving her a choice. I... Did you give her a choice or yeah. did you say you're coming with us? Get I the car? said I wasn't ordering her. That's giving her a choice. Okay, no pressure. What do you think? I just feel that we're bringing her into a dangerous situation with a highly, highly dangerous enemy. Exactly. It might be better for her to ride with our good meatpacking friend, Pete. Yeah, and uh, remember last time you guys went into a cavern, we lost like six of my friends. We got Mikey... Paul, Sal, it was great. All of them, they're just charred corpses now. So I'm very unless you aware. want that to just be a Rosetta barbecue, we could do that. But the good news <laughs> is, is the turd who killed him doesn't walk this mortal coil. So it's whatever. Yeah, it's like a wash, right? Yeah, it's, is that a, a less of a risk or more of a risk? You tell me. Rosie, what's your decision? Rosetta, feel free to, to tell us what you would like to do. Your decino releases you to make your own decision. All right? Someone roll a d10 for me. She is yours. I, you need to roll this. Yeah, you're right. Six. Rosetta looks at Tomaso and she says, I'll stick it out. All right. We're not going to put you in a compromising situation. You're going to stay with the car. You're going to be ready to peel out if we need to, okay? I'd like to point out that I always had faith in you. I just wanted you to stand on your own and make your own decisions. That's part of growing up and being a family. So good job for having a hey, backbone. Hey, Gamo, she's been working on that this whole time, okay? I got the notes right here. Don't worry about it. I don't know. She still looks like Rosie to me. Of course she looks like Rosie. She hadn't been through all this shit. We Can gotta we focus go, up. Please? Oh, Jason's inside the car just beating his head against the door. <laughs> I've been sitting in this driver's seat waiting okay, for you all the okay, idiots to get down. in. We're just trying to make sure everyone is safe, okay? It's okay. And <laughs> Nobody here is safe no matter what we do, so let's just go. <laughs> we will get to your sire in a couple of minutes. He's not that worried about him, clearly. It is a hell. You will be sitting on this sword. Ooh. Oh, well, what? <laughs> I'm going to let that one slide. On that note, let's uh, let's hit the pedal like to the right metal. To his DM. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the hilariously large monster truck pulls out. There are four rows of seats in here. So even though I believe there are six people in this car right now, but sometimes I fuck up the counting. No, you're fine. Six is correct. Six is correct. There are six That's people in this truck right now. <laughs> Unless you count all the rats. Oh God. <laughs> There's, There's actually between six and six hundred people in this yeah. car. <laughs> the number keeps changing too. It's weird. <laughs> so weird. I'm gonna need all their names. Well, there's George. There's Mikey. There's. What about George the second? Do you have a George the second? All right. All right. After there's... cutting off naming all six hundred rats, Jamba Juice. There's George one through five hundred ninety-eight. <laughs> George, Georgina, Giorgio, Georgette. yeah, Josephine, Greg, as <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> As Descartes is still listing them off for Jason, <laughs> fade to black. <laughs> the massive, massive lime green monster truck 
begins to drive towards Greenville. And I want to put out something really, really, really important. While Jason's eyes are glazing over as he hears Georgina the 16th listed out, he sees the red shimmering dome that surrounds Greenville. He didn't have to deal with this when he left in Torpor, but it's back. Wait, we left and got to go back in again? Yeah, you crossed it. Son of a bitch. Seriously? I well, said you drove for like four goddamn Well, city. it couldn't have been in a circle just around the town. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we have to go back in. You have to go back in. All right. All right. Uh, kid, you're up. Or, yeah. you, or you could torpor yourselves. We have Let, that no. has been established I in the fiction. This. that no, yes. please, please just go ahead and do this. What do I have? Like, hey, Tommy, are you sure you don't want to be torpor? Shut up. So just take half. <laughs> you, you could. You can take half on it. Uh, it is your intelligence plus blood sorcery. Didn't you need to roll pretty high to do this last time? Yes. I don't think Browse you want to. I don't think you want to take half. Okay, I'm just gonna. Browse the blood. You just want me you to stop the car right here? Yeah, just, just stop right before the red. S- slow it down. Kid's gonna take care of this. Do your thing, spooky. He's a spooky, spooky boy. Jason climbs down from <laughs> aggressively shakes them. <laughs> Angry at his storyteller for making him do this again. <laughs> this is the tailpipe of the vehicle as I fly down. <laughs> in, fa- in fairness, he's angry at all. This, right? <laughs> That's nine. Holy fuck. Yeah, you're going to take half. <laughs> yeah. This time, Jason is so fucking pissed off. <laughs> Everyone has wasted his goddamn time. <laughs> I just crossed, slashed the whole thing and it just comes down. Just immediately. He just tears it apart. Fucking no. He's done. We're done. This no one needs to roll shit. This is over with. Yeah. Can we go now? Well, well, well. <laughs> if we had known that this was all it was going to take for you to be able to slash this down, we would have done this ages ago. The yes. last time we had to cross this damn thing. Yeah, seriously. All he needed was a little motivation. Look yeah. at that. You should be thanking us for this. Oh, right now. God. What happened last time you guys had to cross it? Um, well, one time I got a giant <laughs> hole in me. We don't talk about the kid's performance anxiety. Let's go. <laughs> he does have performance issues. On I'm that note, saying. I'm going to just start crossing. <laughs> there is... Almost got him to spit take. That was so close. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly... Don't listen to him. I'm 100% badass. <laughs> I, I trust it. That was good work. You got two swords. That's right. I could have done Finally, that with one. Someone who recognizes. Okay, so uh, Snake Evans. I'm going to GPS us there. It's really close. It's kind of central. Obviously meant to attract people from out of town who are kind of bored in between races and stuff or nice family-friendly place to take the kids. No trouble at all. Greenville is a collection of suburbs, not really a city at all built around the racetrack, built around tourism, famed sports car museum, not a whole lot of lights or downtown area going on, a few kind of touristy restaurants and such, but otherwise a pretty small town. Doesn't take very long and you're finding yourselves in a fairly large blacktop parking lot done up recently. You can see that there's a walkway leading to a very obvious cave leading into a hillside. You can see that there are people streaming in even at this time of night. Now, it's not that late. It's probably only gone on about 9 or 10 at night at this point. You spent a while arguing, but still not long enough for it to get late. 
you can see that people are clearly paying for tickets and there's families and kids and everything getting together. And they're getting pushed into what look like inflatable whitewater rafting boats. One pulls up to the station and they get shown over and they board the bus. They they board the boat and the boat goes on and paddles through the water off into the blackness. What would Jason know about what to expect from a Sabat hideout? This is either in, I think intelligence occult is the right dice roll for this. I'm going to rouse the blood. Do you not get hungrier? What willpower that? That good, huh? Yeah. Let's make it even better. Five. Five. Generally, the Sabbat are pretty Spartan in what they pick for a hideout. A burned out warehouse here, a disused shopping mall there. If this is a Sabbat hideout, it's for someone who's pretty fancy, who's pretty knowledgeable, who has some pretty savvy tricks up their sleeves. This is a weird place to hide. You've got a lot of traffic, even at night, coming in through here. The Sabbat are not known for their restraint in dealing with victims. They're not known for letting a lot of mortals be around them. The Sabbat really believe in letting the beast run free. So if this is a Sabbat hideout, it's for someone who has a whole lot of control. What kind of defenses would they have? Given that Jason knows that it is a Zemitsi, why can't I say that word now? Zemitsi. It's, okay. Given that Jason knows that, it's likely the haven of a Zemitsi flesh sculptor. There are likely to be barriers that are both blood sorcery driven, that are going to require powers that only Jason or someone with similar powers could bring to bear. Also, they're likely to have some homegrown monstrosities waiting along the way for them. But it's really weird to have that in a cave like this, where there's so many people. If one of those got loose, they could tear people apart. Yeah, this this really does feel off for a Sabat hideout. How so? It's it's just not their normal mo. And if one of their abominations got out of control, it, it would be all over. So, what do you think we need to do then? We're gonna have to think about this. I say we just get a ticket, go through that boat ride, see what's going on in there. If we see any, something weird, we there, jump off. Are there any employee entrances that I can see? Go ahead and give me a roll of wits plus awareness. That's four successes. This is clearly a natural construction. It's obviously been widened and enlarged by humans several times throughout its existence. There's not something like an employee entrance because it's one large cavern leading in. There's not... You could maybe find a secret entrance somewhere. Maybe a ventilation shaft somewhere? Hey, can someone call this number? And he pulls a business card out and asks this number if they can send us a map of these caverns? Sure, happily. And the number is Edwards. Okay. Oh, this guy. Yeah, all right. You make your call. It rings for a moment, and a voice comes on the other line, and you recognize it as Hanson, and he says, Good evening. Who might I have the pleasure of speaking to? Hey, Hanson. It's Galenti. How you doing? Yes, Galenti. Tommaso Galenti, I was just over there. Yes, Tommaso Galenti. I asked how you were doing. Come on. Yes. All right, fine. Okay. We need to speak to Edward. We need to get some information. Mr. Edward is indisposed. <gasps> All right.
right. Well, maybe you can help us. Maybe. All right. We're looking to get a map of the Snake Cavern in Greenville. A map of the Snake Cavern in Greenville. Have you tried the visitor's office? (laughs) (laughs) The visitor's office is closed. It's open, right? It is very definitely open. (laughs) (laughs) It was just trying to cover for us. (laughs) Just say that we're looking for something that's not part of the official map. And when it's not official business, if you understand me. Is this urgent? Yes. Very well. I will speak with Edward and he'll call you back. Is this a good number? Absolutely. Okay. Yes, we want the unofficial map. Have a pleasant evening. You as well. The line goes down. Rats can swim, right? The amount of sass on that one. <laughs> I say we. I still say we go on a tubing adventure. That could be fun. Worst case is we get no information. And we're waiting for Edward anyway, so let's go tubing. Worst exactly. case is we run smack into a ward. Yeah, in which case there's like a thousand people. What are they going to do? Why is it out there? I mean, I highly doubt that any of them are kindred, but you know. Yeah. yeah or they're all Sabat. <laughs> it would be very Sabat-like. <laughs> That'd be kind of sick, actually. We could be walking into a den of vipers here. Oh, God. He's Get right. it? Snake cavern? <laughs> vipers? Can you uh, do uh, some kind of uh, hocus pocus to tell us if someone's kindred or not? I mean, I could taste their blood. <laughs> Shouldn't all of us be able to tell that? Mike, are there any animals around? Oh, there's so many animals around. <laughs> what are we looking for? Ah, uh, lizards, mice, rats. There's a good number of them. Now... Okay, which power is this that you're using? This is uh, a dolphin. Feral Whispers. Feral Whispers. Okay, Feral Whispers. Can you read it to me real quick? So I can communicate with the beasts of the wild in the city for free. However, if the animal is unwilling, a successful manipulation plus animalism role, the difficulty depends on the task requested. And then it talks about summoning animals and stuff like that. Okay, awesome. Yes, there are so many animals around here. This is, there's rats, snakes, plenty of snakes. Bats. Bats. Very appropriate. I think a rat. Squeak, 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 squeak. So, how does this work? Like, what do you, what do you do? I would like to converse with the rat and ask if okay. it knows if there's other entrances. But give me some flavor for this. Give me some flavor for it. How do you summon the rat? Squeak, squeak, squeaker. Squeak, 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 squeaker. Squeak, squeak. Do you pull out squeak, a little squeak, bit of squeak, cheese? Squeak. <laughs> That's a that's kind of a misconception. <laughs> <laughs> they like Burger King fries, okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, See, this man sure knows I, his right. I saw them eat a whole slice of pizza once. <laughs> Dude, if we got... Yeah, no, seriously, if he rolled a critical success, we should get pizza rat. I'm not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. I just want to see... Why they named the meme pizza rat and not actual real-life Splinter? he's just feeding his boys exactly he's a hard-working man (laughs) tm 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 so i'm i'm gonna similar to what i just heard them talking about what jason did before i'm gonna take some dirt and throw it up in the air let it shower down i'm gonna whisper a few like just gibberish you don't need to make a show. We know that's not real now. Hey, hey kid. You don't know. Hey, kid. Oh, he, oh God, he's, he's doing like you do. Magic. <laughs> Magic. Yeah, because some people around here know how to do spells. <laughs> Why don't you know how to do <laughs> spells? <laughs> Why'd you look at Tommy when you said that? <laughs> you know, they taught him a ritual or two. <laughs> yeah, they taught him how to make bodies disappear. 
<laughs> Don't joke about that. That's a pretty badass power. What do you do with them? You talk about what I do with them. Yeah, can you just make them disappear need, like that? Yeah. You turn them into mulch? Yeah. <laughs> with a touch of your finger? No, well, they think I can finger? do that with cause. <laughs> That'd be pretty badass. All right. I think he can. I mean, he I hasn't he tried. Can too. He hasn't tried yet. <laughs> What's the role? I need Descartes to give me a role of, I think that this is charisma plus animalism. Is, charisma is, your dumb stat as well? Yeah. Is I know it. Is I'll take manipulation. Better. Manipulation is one better. All right, hey. let's go with manipulation. Oh, it does say it requires charisma plus animalism, but oh well, too bad. Too late, you're old. Yeah. Too late. That's a the one success ah! on a hunger die as on a hunger die well not a no he, he's not a crit it's not a crit yeah so I can't mess with you as the dirt clod that Descartes threw into the air smashes into the ground and the dust clears he sees a single single solitary snake slither up it looks dignified it's not what he it's not what he wanted. He wanted the rat. He wanted the mouse. He's better with mice and rats. Mm -hmm. But this snake, it looks really dignified. It's it's even wearing like a small pompadour. It <laughs> <laughs> has a little bow tie. <laughs> very dignified. You can see it's moving kind of slowly and not real well, almost aged a little bit. Yes. <laughs> Could I get you to do a favor for me? Yes. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring out Georgina the Sixteenth. <laughs> Not Georgina. An offering is made. Flopper on the ground in front of him. <laughs> Delicious. What? My thanks. <laughs> and you watch as the this aged, dignified snake begins to slither towards Georgina the Sixteenth. She starts to scurry and scamper, but he's way too fast. He darts forward and wraps himself around her immediately and he's kind of laying and lounging on his back he lolls over with his chin up in the air and he says how may i be of assistance <laughs> he just choked georgina out i'm sorry georgina but it had to be done <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh, no and then a deafening silence pardon me i play with my food oh. Could I get you to scout for us? Yes. Could you please scout around inside of there and, and report back what you see? Yes. After I've eaten. Yeah, fair enough. It will be slow. What in the fuck is going on here? You know, I lived in there once. There are many snakes kept in the snake caverns. What's it like in there? I lived many years of relative comfort and warmth and happiness amongst the other snakes, but we were kept circus animals. And he tightens down on Georgina a little bit. <laughs> this made me feel so bad. And now I will be going. He sinks his fangs into Georgina and kind of tugs her off into a bush with him alone. And you just hear the bush, and you just hear the bush shaking for a while. I'd like to, I'd like to remind the listeners this is a snake and a rat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a while passes, and you see the snake kind of slither out 
I may need a rest. No, for the love of God. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Has Edward gotten back to us yet? No. Tomasa's phone rings. Ah, finally. <laughs> I am pleased to inform you that Edward had access to a good number of, vis- of secret maps of the Snake Cavern. Excellent. You see, it has an ancient and long history. I pulled up this exciting, exciting and riveting website known as Wikipedia, and I encourage you to try it sometime. Okay, I'm going to cut you off right there. I appreciate the sass, but we don't have time for it. All right? (laughs) We skip the snark, please. (laughs) Am I paying for the service? Can I get the snark-free version? (laughs) Did Hankison just give you so much sark? (laughs) Is that another burn for Tommy? (laughs) I haven't eaten shit in this episode yet, so it's appropriate. Um... Anyway, you see, it was once owned by a group of bandits, and they probably have a secret entrance hidden away somewhere, but it's not marked on any official maps it was used by rum runners and during prohibition it was a speakeasy well i appreciate your wikipedia research you are welcome (laughs) we'll see if we can use it to our advantage i'll be in touch later i'd like to go buy a snake (laughs) t-shirt hey we'll get we'll come back and we'll get one later come on but tunnel snakes are forever that's not it You tried. That's something. <laughs> what are you guys doing? I, I would like to try and figure out using the R three streetwise uh, specialties where an appropriate escape tunnel slash rum runner tunnel would come out. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and give me. I think this is intelligence plus streetwise. I would have eight. Do you want to roll it and then we can add to it? Yeah. I think. I think you're up. While he's rolling that, did I see where the snake went? Very slowly across the parking lot, like <laughs> snail's pace. Okay, fair enough. You feel like it may take him all night to get to the cavern. And he probably needs to digest that meal. Yeah. It's going to be a little willpower there. Oh, man. This Burn is me willpower. introducing encumbrance rules into Vampire the Masquerade again. <laughs> <laughs> I willpower that and literally just rolled three sevens. Oh. <laughs> So that's uh eight. Hell yes. Hell yeah. The three of you put your heads together. Literally. Literally. <laughs> You're pissed off. The snake was not useful and says a lot about Descartes that he fed one of his mice to a snake for... Oh! <laughs> trying to help the coterie. We want Chris to stick around. Don't do that. He's got more where that came from. There's like at least 500 of them in there. They're making more as we speak. 499. And they're not rabbits. <laughs> there are rabbits in there. <laughs> so, so the rabbits are multiplying, but the rats are not. It turns out that Hankinson, well, Edward doesn't really give a shit about you guys now that you've done something useful for him. Like you're not on his useful list anymore. But might have to be. Might have to remember that. Yeah. You can rely on yourselves. You can always rely on your coterie mates. When you get together... <laughs> I think we've proven that's, that's not... Damn, that was a burn. I, I, wow, wow. wow. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why you guys are such pussies over here. Hey. Hey, go not, take a raft. Watch yeah, the back talk, I, all right? 
Okay, I'm going to go buy tickets. <laughs> no, don't buy tickets. We're going to figure Mr. this out. Mr. Gordon wants us tickets. I'm going to get tickets. No, we don't need tickets. I, I need you to Let specifically get a unicorn raft. They don't have those. They're all white and plain. Sure? I could ask. You should the snake cat. I could you, ask. You should it. ask. Okay. <laughs> Just for you. Thank you. That, that should keep him gone for a while, guys. Now, let, let's think about don't this. don't want him gone. <laughs> The three of you put your heads together and you realize a main entrance like this, if you're a rum runner or something, you don't pick somewhere like this to be your secret hideout. You put it nearby. You might you might want someone to search this area because it's the distraction. It's the attention getter because it's this giant cave and it captures the imagination and people can explore it. But what you would really do is you'd go a little ways, maybe upstream, somewhere that's a little more difficult to get to, and you'd find a little side tunnel, maybe block it off with some rubble or something useless, something to really dissuade people from taking a look. That's what you'd do. You... That's what we'd do. That's exactly what we'd do. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I knew that already. Let's go. All right, let's go for a little hike. Yeah. You tromp off through the bushes, and you are rewarded not long later with the sight of a steel door that has some, it's covered in rust, and you can see that there's sticks and debris floated up against it, shoved against it too carefully. It's almost like it's been stuck down, like someone uses this steel door a little bit too often. You look at the hinges and you notice these have been greased and oiled. I was just about to say, it should be well oiled. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and... Uh... You grab that side. I'll grab this side. And let's pull this open. All right, let's do it. Go ahead, Tommaso. Pull it open. <laughs> Gordon stands 15 feet away. <laughs> Waiting for him to pull out his 10-foot pole and poke the door. <laughs> Guillermo approaches. He enters into the visitor center gift shop. There's a lot of badass snake merchandise on the walls and really cool t-shirts. And the ticket counter is right next to it. Okay, I'm going to grab a snake patch for my jacket, and uh, I'm going to go up to the ticket counter. Hi, how can I help you? Hi, I'm going to need six tickets for whatever this this is. Okay, there's a boat leaving in 10 minutes. Can you fill it up? I don't know how many seats are on it. 25. No, I need six. Look, when it's this close to booking, we try not to like send out partially full boats because it's really bad for business. So like if you buy all 25 tickets, then you could have the boat. How much is that going to be? $100. $4 a seat. Honestly? Yeah, sure, whatever. Thanks. And you want you want the patch too? Yeah. Okay, that's another 50. That that's <laughs> God damn. <laughs> this is kind of chump change, whatever. You just you know, take it. And I'm going to give her cash. She takes it and she really carefully wraps up the snake patch. Have a good trip. Tell the snakes I said hi. Thanks. You've been a you've been a great help. Also, does okay, what do these boats look like? I got one more question. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of it's one of our uh, compatriots' birthday. So uh do you guys got like a unicorn boat or something like that? You get people sing a song? Well, it's not a unicorn, but like I could put a birthday hat on the front of the snake on the boat. That would be ideal. That, that boat in 10 minutes, better have that hat. Here's an extra 20 for you. Have a good night. Thanks. 
and she runs off behind the counter and you see her come back like moments later. Puts she's got twenty dollars in the register and takes all the rats. <laughs> <laughs> I should just make Nick play my NPCs. <laughs> Carrying balloons and a party hat in one hand, and she runs off. Hey guys, I got the tickets. You got you ready? <laughs> we yell at him. We're we're more than ready. Get over here. Okay. It's we still have ten minutes, so we're not gonna need ten minutes. I always need ten minutes. Do we do do we feel like this is gonna be trapped? I think you need to detect magic. <laughs> <laughs> I can't detect magic. I have dark vision. Ooh. <laughs> Did you bring enough to share with the class? <laughs> yes, actually. And Gordon reaches over and plucks his eye out and sticks in Gordon's eye. Actually, I'm going to double my dark vision and give it to the next guy. <laughs> Mike, never say something's going to be the finale ever again. <laughs> I actually said recently this would not be the finale. <laughs> yeah. yeah I fact. said this he would said... be, yeah, the semi It was going to be two episodes. Now it's three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You were setting yourself up, I'm just saying. Okay, we open the door. <laughs> yeah, we open the open door. the hatch, jump on in. You pull, it's a door set into a hillside. You can see that there's stone all around it and it's been set into the bedrock itself. But still, strangely, it's well-oiled and the mechanism that holds it closed, you see a heavy wheel that you start to spin, pull it open, very bank vault-like, in fact. The mechanisms move easily. You hear it open with a click. You pull the door... It's heavy, but it moves easily. I've said that like four times. <laughs> Can you tell me, does it move easily? How does it move? Yeah. Like your mom. <laughs> hey, uh, oh. <laughs> I hear his mom is quite squeaky. I can hear her walk past. Poor Georgina. <laughs> oh. The door moves softly on its hinges. You open it. You're greeted by a rough wooden ladder leading down. You can see it looks rickety and old with time. It's been here for many, many years. You see that beneath it is a massive, massive cavern. You can't see very far into it. It's pitch black. You get the sense, though, that it expands for miles and miles beyond what you see. All right. Anyone hear an alarm go off? No? I don't, right. hear, I don't hear shit. Okay, cool. listen, Move out of the way I'm going. <laughs> I'm going down. Can don't, Before do I go down, I would like to activate heightened senses and see if I hear anything in the cavern. I would like to activate Unseen Passage. We got any other buffs we want to get up no, in the pre-round. I just want to climb down the ladder. Jason begins leading the way. Gordon, you activate Heightened Senses. And what you hear? You hear the sound of distant running water. You hear probably a waterfall falling into the cave from this massive river that floats overhead that people boat through. But you also hear something else. You hear the sound of scrabbling feet. It sounds like something is walking down inside of there. Something with hands and feet and claws and paws. Whatever it is, it stops moving as soon as Jason touches the ladder. Gordon whispers, Be quiet, there's something down there. What's down there? I don't know, but it has hands and feet. Really? Okay, well, I guess we could rule that snake out. <laughs> I just hear something moving. It might be thing. Yeah, the short stuff. Are you going in there or not? We don't got all day. Yeah, I'm going down. It took you guys long enough to like talk about a plan that you don't have and then figure out and call some old guy. And I even bought a ticket. I booked hey, a party. Hey, hey, hey. Let's get it going, Chop Chop. Hey, I'm with you on this. Let's 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 rail it back just a little bit. Gordon's cell sound. 
Jason, are you letting Gordon sneak past you? How are we doing this? You guys give me some... I would prefer to go first, but I do not care. I just want to keep moving. Let's allow the spy man to go first. Okay. Are you also light as a feather? I, I am. Oh, good luck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stealth down the ladder. Yeah. I'm going to wait till he gets to the bottom. Give me dexterity plus stealth. Can I stealth down with him? Of course. Everyone who wants to stealth can stealth. I'm not stopping anyone. I am not rolling that. Oh, triplets again. Nice. Nice. <laughs> six is this time. Save it. Oh, wait, you rolled six, six, six. I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's eight successes for me. Five. It's five successes for me. I got four. Tommy's just waiting up at the top of the ladder. Gordon is like an inky shadow, like an oil slick just flowing down the ladder, circling around it gently, calmly, noiselessly. This is where he belongs. I would like to, as I'm climbing this ladder, use weight of the feather so that I'm basically just guiding myself down it and barely touching it, and I'm weightless as I go down. I don't, I effectively have no weight and I put no pressure on the ladder as I go. So you're behind everybody else, right? Yeah, just sort of like basically slow falling and guiding myself on the rail. Tommaso sees that as... I, I see I see him float down at like Prince after dunking a basketball. Just slide right by me. <laughs> and it's a good thing because... I have silence of death active. Descartes. Yes. Prepare to get shit on. I got unseen passage up for if that matters. As Descartes descends... He's pretty good at being stealthy. He's a trained Lonnie agent. Nosferatu are just as sneaky as any Banu Akim or Lasambra, but his rats aren't always. Uh, they regret the loss of Georgina the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> They're just pelting Jason. <laughs> you just hear them. <laughs> the rats and rodents that inhabit Descartes. They're unhappy. They lost one of their number, and they take a vote, and they agree that they need to make their displeasure known to Descartes. <laughs> you need... You, you have a ratocracy living on you. They have unionized. It's a verminocracy. Let's get it right. <laughs> Wait. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's awesome. Ah, that's why they call you Vermin Supreme. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's why as Descartes is most of the way down. He's really, really quiet. Like, he's keeping up with everyone else. He's better at this than they are. But then suddenly, a bunch of his wrath decide now is the right moment to harass him. They all dig their claws in at the same time. So Descartes gives an unplanned yelp, shakes the ladder a whole bunch. And as he does, scrabbling sound, the claws on the rock that Gordon heard dig in for a second and suddenly Descartes feels weightless for just a beautiful moment and then he realizes something has him by the ankles. First he feels pressure on both of his ankles pulling him down and then very suddenly the ground makes a very impolite introduction of itself and then all of a sudden there's like nine or ten more hands holding him down and he hears growling and he feels slobber dripping onto his back and onto his neck all the way through his clothes and it feels warm and sticky and he just feels hot warm breath along his back the rest of the coterie 
Here's this happen. I mean, I'm I'm looking down. I probably see it. There's not a lot of light here. It's hard to see, but whatever this thing is that it just pinned Descartes to the rock, it started life as a dog and it ended life or started on life as several dogs and a few people. A creature with mottled skin, skin that has been stitched together from several parts, from several different being skin. They see human skin. They see rough pink and black pig skin. And then they see limbs, seven, eight, nine different limbs on this giant centipede looking dog. And they see that some of the legs terminate in human hands, some of them in paws, some of them in feet. And on the front of it, they can see that it's a human's face that has been stretched and pulled to resemble a dog's snout. It's holding Descartes down. And now everybody else hears more, more claws, more feet. And they look around and they see there's dozens of these things on the walls. Uh, I'm going to activate a power and get ready for battle, just in case. Uh, I'm going to activate the Fist of Cain. That takes a rouse check. It does. It takes one rouse check. Gang, gang, I rolled a 10. Boom. Okay, uh, let's get ready to rumble. I'm going to float <laughs> to the bottom and just let myself weightlessly drop since I'm doing it. Guillermo completely lets go of this splintery wooden ladder and just slowly descends lightly down towards the thing that has Descartes in its grasp. And as soon as I get down there, I want to kick this thing right in the fucking head. Go ahead and give me a roll of strength plus brawl. Hell yeah. How big, while he's rolling that, how big would you say these are? Like weight-wise? Do they appear to be like a small dog? Do they appear to be like a medium-sized human? They appear to be the size of several humans together. Like three total humans of mass. Like these things probably weigh 200 to 300 pounds. They are not small animals. How many heads do they have? Just one. Okay. The one you see anyway has one. The others, they're not really a uniform set. Like some of them have, you know, this one was made from these eight dogs and these two people. And this one was made from what was left of them. They prefer centipigs. Oh, God. Um, that is eight successes on my kick. Holy fuck. And that is Fist of Cain. Yeah. So that's all going to be aggravated damage. Oh, shit. <laughs> that thing just explodes. I knew my boy had it. No problem. Yeah, one steel-toed boot kick to this thing's head. Guillermo is floating in the air, and he times it just right, so he's like one millimeter off the ground, so he doesn't give this thing even the barest hint of surprise. He has time to draw back into a perfect crane kick, and he just lets fly with a steel-toed boot. He catches it right underneath of the jaw, where it's at work trying to gore the hell out of Descartes, and its head completely explodes. We see Guillermo's boot come in through its jaw and then out through the top of its skull. Bits of brain go flying. There's a wet splatter as it starts to fall back down. The body that's on Descartes' back goes limp and falls over onto him. I'm going to let out a woo! <laughs> Guillermo's boys never say die, except that one time. <laughs> um, so Gordon, does he see more on the walls? There's a lot on the walls. Yeah, Gordon's going to take aim at the nearest one. 
with the anti-material rifle, and he's going to pop. Jason, Tommaso, Descartes. I'm Hold on wait just for the, a second. I'm going to wait off. for the next one that approaches and just going to drop down on its head, sword first. Okay. I got to look something up. I'm, while he's looking through, I'm actually going to modify that. I'm not going to do it with the anti-material. I'm going to do it with the 45 caliber silence pistol I've got. Okay. Smart. A 45 silence? It makes far less noise than the anti-material. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of getting I'm gonna excited activate. about my eardrums getting blown out. <laughs> I'm going to activate feral weapons. Hell yeah. Nice. And then when one gets close... You're the one that has the heightened senses. <laughs> true. When one gets close, I'll... Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably be dropping that. As you begin to prepare to engage, you see these creatures, the horde of them starts to close in around you. This several dozen stitched together human dogs start to close in and surround you. As each of you draw weapons, draw everything back, draw your claws back, draw your sword, and you see that at the center, they part, making a walkway. You can see the light in here is so dim, but it's so hard to see. You see a figure step in, tall, unbelievably tall, like a caricature that's been stretched out. The limbs have been elongated beyond human proportions. You can make out what looks like a head. It looks like it's wearing some kind of impossibly tall headdress that's been stretched out and pulled back towards its spine. And you see what looks like a set of ribs poking out from the front of its chest, pulled wide like those of a butterfly, giving it wings almost. It steps forward and you can see it's walking human-like. You see human-like skin. You see ornate robes wrapped around it. You see a face that has been twisted and scarred and stitched back together. And it calls out and it says, Shodzik. The dogs stop. You see the figure step forward. I know who you are. I know why you come. And that is where we will end our session. Ooh. I don't know why you're like breathing a sigh of relief. Because I'm at four hunger. But you're at the top of the... Yeah, you're at yeah, the top but if of I, the... If you're, gonna, you're literally on top of the world at the moment. Yeah, but if I was going to rouse for anything, I had a very high chance of frenzying, as we all know. You should pick up one of these flesh-crafted things and eat it and see if it restores hunger. Should have ate Pete. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> really should have. I really yeah. was. Hey everyone, we're Monster Game Night. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. I'm Mike, your storyteller, and you have also been listening to... I'm Russell playing Gordon, Ben playing Tommaso, Nick playing Jason, Chris playing Descartes, and Josh playing Guillermo. Tune in next session. We release an episode every other Monday. You can also follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. We'd love to hear from you on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit at Monster Game Night. Please give us a rating, write a review, and tell your friends and family about the show if you enjoyed it. Word of mouth is the best way for a small independent show like ours to grow. Hope that you can come to our next Monster Game Night. Boom. That episode was fucking unhinged. <laughs> to our listeners, we are not condoning any kind of death of truckers whatsoever. But I am condoning cannibalism. Condone cannibalism. Eat shit. Filth is my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even an election year. <laughs> it's always an election year. In the local... Scene in the local kink scene. I was running for dungeon president, but they said cannibalism was a non starter.